Take One, the good noise in your city. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Take One Backstage. This is the extended interview podcast for the Eastside Radio program, Take One, aired Fridays from 1.30 to 3pm, that brings you the good noise in your city that is, of course, the best in live music coming up in and around Sydney. I'm your host, Melanie C, and it is my pleasure to bring you this wonderful interview that I had with one half of the soul duo, Australian soul duo, might I add, the Hipstones, who were back in Australia for a very special homecoming show after making the leap to move over to the States to continue not only their creative careers but also their life which is very exciting because they've just recently uh, introduced a new baby into the mix as well as are exploring some new sounds uh, being influenced by the wonderful streets of places like New York and Brooklyn where they're really really soaking up the sounds there. It was really fantastic too because Anthea herself was really quite open and honest about all of the different changes that they've had uh, to their music and also to their lives and, and how it's impacted her her uh, from her perspective and I think it's really really a very informative chat that we had it's a bit of a short one this week uh, but that's okay there's still plenty of goodness stacked into that small time space of course if you want to find out more about any of the live music gigs that are coming up near you if you're in Sydney you can head to our socials all you got to do is search at take one FM uh, that's all one word on Facebook Instagram or Twitter this podcast is of course on SoundCloud and also available on iTunes all you got to do is search take one one backstage and don't forget of course you can also stream the show live 365 days a year all across the globe at eastsidefm.org forward slash take one head to that page scroll right down to the bottom section and you'll find our on demand page where you can listen to past episodes as well as finding out more about the wonderful artists that are coming to a venue near you thank you so much of course for listening in and i will be back as soon as i get in another wonderful artist there is just so much bustling talent here in Sydney and of course enjoy Soul, hip-hop, jazz revival in full swing comes the husband and wife team known as the Hipstones. Forged in Sydney and most recently making the move to the big smoke of the States, the duo are back for a short homecoming performance at one of Sydney's most loved live music venues, 505. With a new album special guest lineup and hours worth of stories to share with their devoted home audiences of pounding the pavement of Tinseltown, Mark Palmer and Anthea White are excited to share the next chapter of the Hipstones career with you. Today, I'm joined by one half of that very duo, Anthea, to talk about what's headed your way tomorrow night. Hi, Anthea, and welcome to Take One. How's it being back in Australia? Thank you, Melanie. Uh, it is it's nice and warm. <laughs> <laughs> very much so. Oh, my goodness, you could say that again. <laughs> yes, I know. It's been a bit of a shock, actually, but um, 
No, we knew what we were coming back for, so... Yes, yes, that's very, very good to hear. At least you were prepared for it. It's been incredible, though. I, I don't think many people even who have lived here since the day they were born have been able to deal with this incredible sweltering heat. I know. It's, <laughs> it's quite crazy, actually. Has it been somewhat inspirational in any way, in terms of music? Um, that's an interesting question. <laughs> inspirational in terms of music. I don't know. <laughs> it's certainly been inspirational in terms of wanting to get to the beach, but uh, I think we've just been so focused on getting here. We've got a little baby, so we're focused on that, where, you know, we've got the show coming up, so the whole side of creating music hasn't been hasn't hit us yet since we've been here, but it will. Oh, I can totally imagine, yes. Trying to resettle, I guess, back into this whole climate. Obviously, like you said, you've got that new bub, which is very, very sweet to hear. I'm very happy for you. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> but I'm sure it makes it a little bit harder to get some work done. It actually has, yeah. <laughs> that, that's actually the ironic thing is I think while we're back here, we're actually going to try and start writing. So um, it's just been too hard in New York when you don't have family or anyone like that. It's, yeah, it's, it's been almost impossible to be creative in that sense. So. All right. So then being home is not only a great thing in terms of seeing everyone and catching up, but also for getting things actually moving uh, music-wise. Absolutely. And of course, you know, all of our favourite singers are here and a lot of our favourite musicians. So it's always nice to come back and see some live music and, um, and also just sing with some of our favourite people. So we're really excited about that too. Yes, of course. That's that gig that you're mentioning there coming up tomorrow night. That's Feb 11 at Venue 505. Tickets are just going to be 15 bucks online or 20 on the door. And if you wanted to find out any more information about that, you can head to venue505.com. But to just backtrack a little bit, to give the audience a little bit of a, I guess, a quick summary of what the Hipstones are, I thought I'd jump into a little bit about describing your sound because it is one that's really unique and also very much uh, part of the underground sound, I would say, here in Sydney. But I'd love you to tell us in your own words a little bit about what you think the sound is that you've cultivated and minted I guess as the Hipstone signature. Well I mean it's quite interesting because over the last few years um, Mark and I have kind of made I don't know whether it's a difficult decision but a decision to strip down to a duo. So before in Sydney we were like an eight to ten piece band and now we're I mean in New York we have been seven piece and now so that we could actually do some touring and get on the road and share our music, we have decided to strip down to a duo. So in order to do that, we, and I suppose being inspired by New York, we've introduced some more electronic elements, Mm -hmm. which is something as a soul band, we never thought we'd do because we were always purists. We recorded everybody live at the same time. It was, you know, that was the whole experience we wanted to create. But now it's really changed. And I think having lived in New York, and just the style of music that is going on there, it's inspired us to kind of experiment a little bit. So in terms of describing our sounds, well, it's changing a lot. So we're kind of adding these electronic elements. I'm playing a bit of synth bass. Mark, he's got a loop pedal and he's kind of beatboxing a bit. We have a laptop on stage. I know that just sounds terrible, but um, we're, we're using it as, as tastefully as we can. We're keeping our Hipstone songs, but just reimagining them a little bit. And we're actually really enjoying it and we're loving it. And it seems to be pretty well received. So, <laughs> you know, we're happy about that. 
I am really, really glad to hear that you're saying all those things because that was definitely something that I was picking up from the album. But what I think actually you'll be very surprised to find is that maybe being back in Australia, you'll notice uh, seeing some live music, which I um, don't know if you're going to manage to find some time to do it, I understand, with a new baby. But um, a lot of bands are actually of your kind of similar sound are actually venturing out and doing that. We've interviewed a couple of bands like um, 3070, a Melbourne-based band, um, Sangrada Familia, a Sydney-based band, all doing that beautiful mix of old meets new and yeah. Um, yeah, slowly bringing on elements like the laptop and kind of electronic instruments. So I think it's really cool that it's suddenly hitting the hip stones and I guess, yeah. like you said, changing your sound. But I can I can understand too that leap and, and I guess a little bit of fear, I guess, from going from that really authentic kind of sticking to the genre kind of music. And, and that's actually something that I really wanted to kind of understand a little bit more. And of course, listening to your music to get a real understanding of all those influences you've talked about. What I really love is the creative development that you were just talking about. In particular, I would say it's really obvious in the latest album, Wise Man. Yeah. Things Gonna Start, which serves as your 2007 debut, and then following up from that was Dreamers, are both, like you said, extremely organic, and I, and I mean that in the sense of instrumentation. Yeah. What was it you were looking for, I guess, to capture going back a little bit in those two releases? With Something's Gonna Start, we really went in blind. We just kind of said, let's write some music and then we'll go and record it. And we had started playing with Victor Rounds and Tim first. So we had our little quartet, mm-hmm. which was amazing. And then we started adding the elements of the horns. And then we just thought, okay, let's go and record it. And it literally, I guess just because of our influences at the time, that's what guided us. Mm-hmm. So I think it is, it's your influences at the time which are really going to guide you. We were listening to a lot of old school soul and jazz and, and what else. That's just what we knew. That's what we loved and that's what we were really passionate about. So that's what we wanted to to kind of develop ourselves. You know, and then with Dreamers, which we also recorded here in Australia and then finished it in the States when we moved there, I guess it was the same. We were kind of following on from that and then when we moved to the States, it really shifted. When was it that you moved to the States? We moved there in 2009. Right. I mean, a lot of people do this. We thought, let's just go and check it out, see what it's like. Mm. And literally, I think within the first the first week, we were just like, yep, we want to be here. <laughs> so we, we just kind of got the visa process in, in motion and, and, um, and then it was, uh, you know, it's all history. Was it, was it anything in particular, though, that really drew you to that city? And I know that there's a lot of reasons to stay there, but why in particular the States? Mark had been out there. We'd both been there before. And at the time, I was like, no, there's no way I could move here. It was just too crazy. Um, but then a few years later, Mark had been out there again and he, he came back and he just said, New York, we just, I want to go there. And I, I just, I think I felt as well, I was ready for a change. We were a little frustrated in Sydney at the time. Musically and or something to do with the venues or something like that? Or? I think it was, you know, personally it was us. You know, we also were playing a lot of functions and weddings. We had, you know, we were very busy with that. We weren't able to do our own music as much. Right. Which is what we wanted to start doing more of. I think New York is, you know, for us, for, for jazz and soul, that is where it's from. That's, it's, that's the roots of it. And that's why we, that's why we were so drawn there. Mm-hmm. There's just so much music there every night, every night at all hours. And you can just see these most amazing people playing. 
it's just there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I, I kind of assumed that would be some of the reasons, but I thought it was interesting, though, that you chose there and not potentially, say, the UK, because I know you guys have also toured there with a lot of success, which is fantastic to hear that we've got exports going so well overseas. Yeah. But why didn't you choose to potentially go to the UK? You know what? I think it's just a feeling thing. I've My sister lives in, in the UK in London. I've been there a lot. I personally was never felt drawn there. I think the scene there, and this is a very uneducated opinion, it's just mine, but I feel that the scene there is, you kind of, it's a little harder to to find. Obviously London is massive, it's so spread out. So you really, it's kind of, whereas New York, it's all there, it's crunched in together. You can literally go from one venue to the next. It's just so easy to get everywhere. I don't know, it feels a bit more community. Mm -hmm. That that sounds strange. Um, New York is, is such this massive hub but it, it is it's like it's all kind of shrunk into this little this little area it just it feels more community it's easier to meet people it's really easy to meet people people are very welcoming it's, it's people want to share knowledge and contacts and it's a good it's a good energy and speaking of that kind of not only talking to new people but also opening you up sonically in New York I, I feel like that's really bled into your latest release which is Wise Man. I love that your arrangements are becoming a lot thicker. There's definitely more of a hip hop and electronic element um, starting to come through and um, as I read in your uh, recent notes you're working on a fourth album which is fantastic so I'm yep. sure we're going to get even more of a closer look at what I guess that whole city's done to you um, yep, as a definitely. duo. But can you talk to me a little bit more about that kind of discovery process and and how you feel like you went about revitalizing your sound potentially for that recent album wise man it's funny i've thought about this quite a lot and perhaps the same thing would have happened if we had have been here in australia you know it could just be a time thing but because there is quite a gap between our last album and and writing new music but really it was just it's from going to shows seeing people you know, and being exposed to new music. The players we played with, you know, we kind of were working with different players and we finally found a band that was really us. And they obviously, you know, the the people you play with, they bring new things out of you, they bring new things to the table, to the sound. So, you know, I think it's a combination of those things. And, you know, I think that's the same as what's happening here. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just we happen to be in America and it's just, you know, slightly different, but I don't know, everything's so accessible now. But obviously, you know, when you're writing music, you're inspired by your environment. So you just, you can't avoid it. You can't avoid that. It just seeps into you. So that's what's going to come out. That is so wonderful to hear that it's 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 really kind of emanating from the streets in in you and 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 coming out so creatively. And I I think that's really beautiful to hear with that environmental element. But what I also love about that particular release is it's still talking about this relationship that you have, this really unique relationship, not only as husband and wife, but also as musical collaborators. And what you've sort of I guess pitched as the story behind that album is that it's a about the two of you really just starting from ground zero and yeah. working your way up and and like I said pounding the pavement really trying to find your feet in New York which it sounds like it's going extremely well like you said easy to meet people and you're really soaking up those sounds but I'd love to talk about how you have 
I guess, maybe developed even your lyricism because I think an enduring element of all three of those releases is your approach. It's quite raw. It's very emotional. There's also some, of course, fun and lively elements to it, but you you do get into some beautiful storytelling. And I thought a great example was the actual title track from that release because it's it's not only beautiful lyrically, but it's also that really dense, very hip-hop, very electronic element quite clear in that track. So can you take me through that one? Yes. I mean, well, when we when we write the music, it's generally just Mark and I at the piano. Mm. That's how we write the music. That's how we write the song. And then we add other elements from there. That's just always how we've done it. Um, this new record might be slightly different, but we don't know yet. <laughs> we'll see what happens. But, you know, with Wise Man, that lyrically, for me, it's a combination of, well, it's a dedication really to our fathers, I think. It's it kind of developed from, for me, from this concept of feeling that perhaps you've lost your way a bit or that you don't have that guide above you, in a sense, but then realising that they're there. <laughs> I know that sounds a bit blanket. I mean, yeah, it, it developed with this kind of electronic element with some synth bass added to it that really juiced it up and, and gave it that kind of heavy, I don't know, heavy groove, heavy kind of pocket to it. Yeah, most certainly. There is definitely a dark edge to this, which is what I really love. And I think it also speaks to that kind of, I guess, self-doubt and self-questioning that you're talking about in yeah. that in that piece, yeah. which is beautifully resolved, as you said, realising that it's actually, you know, within you that you, you can kind of move on and, and learn new things and survive, I guess, such a huge change, which is uprooting yourselves and, and, and moving to a completely different uh, continent, which is, yeah, I think, really beautifully um, translated oh, in, in that you. piece, thank most you. definitely. And I also wanted to talk about too, because you you talk about not only your changes sonically and lyrically, but also that you've gone down to this duo format. And I wonder how all of this is then translated into a live stage, thinking about a gig coming up at Venue 505. How, how do you convey what you've created in an album sense to an audience? Yeah, it took it took some time. We When we initially decided we were going to do a U, the US tour. We just booked a residency at a great room in New York called The Living Room. We kind of developed it on stage, to be honest, at those shows. But, you know, how we've done it is we've tried to maintain the integrity of the grooves, but we've kind of added this analog drum instrument, the Tanzbar, which is this really cool German analog drum machine. So, it, you know, we're using that, and as I said, there's some synth bass in there. We are using some tracks, not on all of them, but on some of them. So there's some kind of subtle strings in the background, or, you know, you might hear a bit of Victor Round's bass in there, mm. <laughs> here and there sometimes. But I don't know, it has it developed slowly. And we feel that we've really got to a good place now that we've performed it, you know, all over the US and the UK. It's feeling really solid and, you know, the harmonies are all there, the melodies are there. It's just a slightly different visual experience, obviously, because it's just Mark and I up there. But still fat and it's still, it's, it's actually almost more fun because you've got Mark doing some like beatboxing and he's doing all these cool loops. It's there, it's just different. I love to hear that. And I mean, making that leap, um, I guess, with moving from what you kind of 
really beautifully stand very close to, which is that authentic element of of real instruments to, um, I guess, stripping that away a little bit and just kind of honing in on on the two of you is must have been scary, but it definitely sounds like it is paying off in spades. And I'm very excited to hear, of course, that you'll you'll be coming along. You've also got some special guests coming uh, to that show at Venue 505 tomorrow night, including Idol alumni Daniel Mifsud. We've got (laughs) Carrie Lakin as well, a um, very well-respected local artist. Joy Yates is going to be there, Venus Sanzone. What is it about these particular artists that has really stood out for you and that you wanted to make sure got up on stage with you for a homecoming performance? Well, they're, they're all our best friends. They're amazing singers who've all inspired us in different ways. Obviously, Joy Yates and Dave McRae is also going to be playing. Mm-hmm. Joy Yates was both Mark and my singing teacher. Oh, wow. She is the reason that we met. So <laughs> she And we've sung together for so many years and she is a huge inspiration and I think she is, she is one of Australia's great singers and, you know, we just hope that this is kind of going on a weird tangent, I wasn't expecting, but, you know, she's, she's an amazing soul and an incredible singer and artist and sharer. She's a giver and a sharer, so we're really excited for everybody and, you know, Vienna is one of my favourite Sydney singers, Australian singers, she's just, her voice is insane. So, yeah, it's just all of our friends, all oh. of our friends. That's wonderful to hear. Of course, that uh, gig again is tomorrow night, Venue 505. Tickets are $15 online or 20 on the door. And if you wanted to find out more about that, you can head to venue505.com. And if you wanted to find out more about the Hipstones, you can head to the Hipstones. That's H-I-P-S-T-O-N-E-S dot com. And just before we wrap up, I wondered, you were talking about uh, meeting a whole lot of new people overseas, in particular opening yourself up to new music. Are there any bands that all that you can mention off the top of your head that we should definitely be checking out and uh, haven't necessarily got as much, uh, I guess, admiration as they very much deserve. Mm, yes. Well, I mean, I think Snarky Puppy is a big one that I think they're quite well known here. They're coming over for Blues Fest, which is exciting. They are. Mm. Oh, amazing. <laughs> yeah, those guys are amazing. We had the chance to play with them as well, which was wonderful. Snarky Puppy, oh my gosh, you've put me on the spot here. There's so many, so many great people. Actually, a wonderful amazing beautiful artist Gabby Moreno who was actually just out here she played at 505 last weekend oh cool if you have not heard of her please look her up she is absolutely amazing she's from Guatemala she is an amazing she just has something about her that is just so drawing and intriguing she's beautiful Gabby Moreno I would definitely be checking her out for sure amazing well thank you so much for your time have a wonderful show and I'm sure we'll be chatting to you the next time you're in Australia of course celebrating that new fourth album that is in the uh, motion of being created which is very exciting thanks so much thank you so much Melanie no worries bye bye And that concludes, of course, that wonderful chat there I was having with Anthea White of The Hipstones. Now, of course, that gig has passed. I don't want you to get too excited. I know it's a shame, uh, particularly for Australian audiences. But, of course, if you are overseas in particular in maybe New York or Brooklyn, you might even be able to catch those guys performing live. Now, you can, of course, stay up to date with all the great live music news coming to a venue near you by searching at Take1FM, all one word, on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. 
You can, of course, listen to previous episodes of this wonderful podcast, if I do say so myself, uh, at our SoundCloud page or on iTunes. That's Take One Backstage. We've got chats with people like Emily Woodamara, Sarah McKenzie, Wallace, and so many more there waiting for your hungry ears and minds to be filled up with some fantastic talent. Of course, if you wanted to find out more about the Hipstones, head to that website that I mentioned, thehipstones.com.au. That's H-I-P-S-T-O-N-E-S. And I really do highly recommend you go and check them out, in particular grabbing their latest release entitled Wise Man. And hopefully I can keep you up to date with their career developments. As I said in the interview, they are in the process of writing their fourth album. So it'll be exciting to hear what comes out and what this new influence of a new environment brings out in that duo. Have a wonderful week and uh, don't forget to tune in for Take One. I've been your host, Melanie C, and keep on supporting live music.